Welcome to Kingdom Mothers Rise Up, where I encourage and equip you to heal your heart and renew your mind so you can live the fully abundant life Jesus promised you. Let's go. It's time to move. The other day I went to a coffee shop and I sat down to write like I had my space to work. I'm still like crying. I'm like, why? Like, why am I feeling this? As I drew the big teardrop, I felt like, like, oh, this is regret. Like, I regret lots of other regrets coming up and realized that I was looking at regret and the way I was experiencing regret right then was grieving what could have been. And the Lord, you know, kind of pricked me in my spirit on that. And he's like, it's only what you're imagining could have been. Because we have our plans. We think, oh, if I'd only done this, this would have gone better. And those are often reasonable deductions, but like we have no guarantee that had we done this or that differently, things would have turned out differently. Guaranteed that. We're not in control of that. So we're in this place of regret, grieving what we think would have happened, how we think things could have been. Had we done things differently, had other people done things differently, whatever. And we don't know that for sure. And the Lord reminded me of in the Chronicles of Narnia, where Lucy asks Aslan, like, oh, oh, so what would have happened? And he says, dear one, you don't get to know that. Nobody gets to know that. But what will happen, that's, you know, that's the focus. It's just my paraphrase where he's telling her, like, you don't get to sit in that place of like, oh, well, it could have been like this and it would have been like that. And if only he's like, no, you don't get to be there, but you do get to move forward into what will be. And so that really helped me shift to see regret isn't a place to wallow. It's not a place to sit in that condemnation and accusation of if I'd only known this if I would have done that, if I'd only followed my intuition, if I'd only spoke up, if I hadn't spoke up, like all of those if onlys and should haves and could haves and would haves, the Lord's like, that's, that's not the place to stay. It's a place to recognize what you wish would have been and let that inform how you're going to move forward. And I never, no, about never, but I didn't really have the, how's that going to inform me to move forward? I just had the, let's beat myself up for the mistakes. And obviously that's not helpful. It's not helpful to just beat ourselves up for the mistakes. Mistakes are to learn from. And I did not grow up in an environment where mistakes were to learn from. Mistakes were just bad. Mistakes were failure in my interpretation of the world and my experiences, learning to see if I regret something. Let's actually look at some of my specific regrets. Um, Cause starting off, like I was at the coffee shop to 
write an email that should have already been written. And so one of those was regretting or grieving how much I could have already had done and grieving that I couldn't do something different with this time. So instead of beating myself up for that, how do I move forward better with that information? Part of what I saw is that I need to have uninterrupted time to write. And in my life right now, that means while my daughter is in classes in the afternoon, I have two hours that are like they're not always completely free of interruption, but they're free of interruption of things I'm responsible for. Because as I was leaving the coffee shop, I'm like, I got a lot done. And I was surrounded by noise and people. And so like, what's the deal? And thinking through that of like, okay, well, like I need a space at home to work. I'm like, no, I already have that. The problem is the interruptions. And even, even the idea that I can be interrupted at any time, which obviously like I could be interrupted anytime at the coffee shop too. Like whoever's watching my daughter, like something could happen and they could need to get a hold of me or something could happen with, you know, parents or other kids or whatever. So like there's always that possibility. But if you're a mom, you know it's different when you're home. You just can be needed for something at any time. You know, if there's some urgent question or somebody's suddenly hungry or they fall down or, you know, whatever. There's just a different level of being on call kind of at home than out in public or like somebody else is being responsible for these other things in my life. I can just be responsible for this one piece right now. So recognizing it's not having the time set aside. It's having the time set aside that's free from interruptions and that that's what I need, then I need to make better use of those hours when she's in school. And I've had seasons where I've done fabulous with that. Like I wrote Unstuck pretty much while she was at school and did most of the pictures while she was there and, you know, went really well. And then I've had other seasons where I can just not being very productive and letting myself be distracted with things that aren't important. So recognizing again, I need this time. I have this time. So digging into what's keeping me from using that well, or, you know, what do I need to set myself up to use that time well? So I don't have this regret again in the future. Another doodle I did, it's just covered with tears. And it was regret again, regret of not getting help sooner. But then you can also see down at the bottom, there's these little plants that are growing and growing and growing. And then they mature to a harvest and she's carrying sheaves of wheat. That's how they harvest the grain. So as I'm sitting this of like, okay, I'm feeling regret again. What's something specific I'm regretting in this moment? And the regret was not getting help sooner. 
So if I regret not getting help sooner, instead of staying in a place of beating myself up for not getting help sooner and how different things could have been and how much better it would have been and all those things I could imagine, I can just make sure I'm getting the help I need now. So that regret helps inform me and helps me move forward into better and into what I need. And as I was sitting with the Lord, I'm like, I don't want to feel this way. And I don't know what I need. He told me to release it. And feelings are not a sentence. So like, yes, I feel overwhelmed and sad and defeated. But that's, it's not a sentence. Like feeling the regret isn't a sentence that I just get to sit here and wallow in regret for the rest of my life. Feelings are meant to come and give their information and then move on. So if regret or condemnation or whatever has been hanging around too much, I've been experiencing it over the same thing or the same types of things over and over again, you're not getting the message or you're not willing to act on the message so that that can move on and make your life better. Um, so after he said feelings are not a sentence, he said move, which of course he's been telling me with the whole unstuck thing, like you're not stuck, move, learn, grow. And then he brought to mind the verse, um, Psalm 126, five through six, those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping carrying the seed to sow will return with songs of joy carrying sheaves so just just the tears doesn't produce the harvest it's the moving going ahead and sowing in the tears going ahead and taking that seed out and planting it anyway in the midst of the tears in the midst of their great regret and what could have been what you wanted to be, all of that, there's the promise. You will return. You will reap. That's harvesting. That's bringing in the fruit of whatever work you did. And so if they're carrying sheaves, they went out and they planted grain. They planted barley, wheat, whatever it was they planted. Even though, like, I guess I would have to go back and like research some historical context or whatever, like maybe there's been drought, maybe the enemies have been attacking and wiping out their fields. Whatever is going on, there was weeping, but they went ahead and sowed anyway. They went out and planted those seeds. And the Lord promises they will reap with songs of joy. There will be that joy and celebration. What I planted grew healthy, it grew to maturity, and now I have an abundance to bring in. Because when you plant one seed of a grain, it doesn't just grow one more seed, it grows the stock, and on the stock is multiple seeds. Um, and again, I didn't research my grain, so I don't know how many seeds, but Jesus talks about like sowing the harvest and reaping 30, 60, even a hundredfold. And, you know, like, no more, like I've planted potatoes. If you plant a potato or a chunk of a potato that's big enough to grow a potato plant, 
It gets just can be a really small piece of potato. I don't know how much it weighs, but then you'll get at least a pound of potatoes off that plant from that one little thing that you planted. So the things that you're doing might seem really small, and this is just hitting me like he's been talking to me about the significance of small things and small steps and changes and adjustments for two and a half, three years. That seed is so small compared to what it produces. So doing the small things that seem insignificant and don't seem worthwhile and you don't feel like doing because you're weeping, there's the tears, knowing that he promises not only will there be a harvest, but you'll be harvesting songs of joy. Thankfully, we can sing songs of joy and weep at the same time. We can plant and we can harvest at the same time because things overlap and flow in different seasons and, and all of that. So I just felt like that was a beautiful picture of how like we can have the regret, but it's bringing us information about what to do to change the harvest. It's what do we do to bring those songs of joy? And part of it is that we can sing songs of joy as we're sowing in tears because we have the promise that the harvest is coming. So we can sing songs of joy in anticipation of what's coming as well as being able to sing songs of joy while we're reaping and carrying in the harvest. So I want to challenge you with that, to look at regret differently. It's not a sentence. It's not for condemnation. And um, I asked on Facebook, you know, what people thought of when they heard the word regret. And there was a lot of shame and guilt and that's okay if the shame and the guilt helps you move forward better. If the shame and guilt is just beating you up and you're allowing it to tell you how bad you are and what a failure you are, how you've screwed up, how you're not enough, then you're not getting the right message because the Lord gave us those emotions to give us messages that help us move forward to be more like Jesus, to get closer to that harvest that he promised us. And if you need help to listen to the regret differently, um, the heart doodling is a super powerful way for me to do that. Um, there's free workshops here in the group that introduce you to heart doodling. There's the heart doodling with Jesus membership where I do a live workshop every month. And you can always just ask questions. I had a lovely lady send me a doodle just a couple days ago. She's like, I finally tried this and it was so helpful, <laughs> so calming. Um, and she had drawn herself with these bundles or rocks stacked up on her back of all these things she was carrying. And then the Lord gave her the picture of being free in Christ. And so standing upright and taking up space and you know the load is gone because Jesus bore that for us and just such a beautiful capturing of that transformation of we can walk under that regret of all the things that we've done wrong and think would have turned out differently or we can see 
right, I need to take more responsibility here, or I actually need to take less responsibility here because that's somebody else's responsibility, and I can move forward differently and let that regret go because now I got the message and figured out what I need so that I can do things differently. I feel like I can hear people, yeah, but like my regrets over what I did with my kids when they were little. I get it. I have adult children. And there are definitely things that I regret from how I parented them. And taking the time to let that regret inform me of what I want to do different with them now. Because thankfully I'm still in relationship with all of them now. And also with my grandkids that are here and coming of how do I need to relate to you? What do I need to do different with you so I don't have those same regrets again? And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to look back at my parents and be like, oh, I did everything great. Nothing to regret there. No, there's still regret there. But that regret doesn't need to beat me up. That regret just serves as a reminder of how important it is to me to grow and to keep doing things differently. Thanks for being here. I would love to hear your insights or questions. I feel like the Lord is showing me a lot more on this topic of regret. So I'll keep digging into it. And when I feel like I have things that'll be helpful to you, I'll be sharing them. If there's other things you're like, could you dig into this, please? This doesn't make any sense to me into how I'm relating with the Lord or how am I supposed to teach this to my kids or anything like that you can always let me know. Thanks for being here. I'm praying for all of you and we'll see you in the group. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Mothers Rise Up podcast. I'm blessed to have you here. If you'd like to continue the conversation, you can join us in the Kingdom Mothers Rise Up Facebook community. When you're ready for more support, I have the Heart Doodling with Jesus monthly membership, periodic group coaching, and one-on-one personalized coaching as well. Thank you so much for being here, and we'll see you next time.